Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song. Forget your worries and your woes. Let Slider and I take care of that. We worry and we woe all the time here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Final hour out on the Swing and Soiree for a uh, Tuesday. It's 9, 10, 10 minutes after the hour. Looking at um, uh, upper 40s, pretty much across the board. 48, Wheeling, Ohio. No, sorry, wrong, wrong temperature. 47, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 46 at the Highlands. 48 in Elm Grove. And still 46 here, Bob. We're up to 47. 47 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Mostly cloudy up to around 56 today, partly sunny around 60 tomorrow. Uh, chance of rain on and off in different time periods over the weekend. Uh, we've got a lot to do in this final hour of the program. want to talk about some state politics here in West Virginia, uh, including a profile of Jim Justice in the New York Times. We'll get into that. The Ogilvy deer hunt, a little more movement in the legal wrangling over that. I'll share that with you uh, in a minute or two. And homeless issues are still uh, forefront in the city of Wheeling. Public camping ban will be introduced to council tonight. won't be passed tonight. It'll be introduced tonight on first reading uh, at Wheeling City Council. Uh, we'll talk a bit about that. And in Morgantown, uh, the Montagalia County specifically, they are attempting a, an ordinance that would make it harder for panhandling. Uh, the ordinance would come under the guise of street and pedestrian safety. Uh, we're going to talk with the uh, Montagalia County Commission President Tom Bloom in this hour of the show about what they're trying to do in Morgantown and why, and whether it is something that is replicable here in the local area or not. All of that uh, coming up in this hour of the show. And again, more of your calls and texts and comments if you would like to. Uh, phone line, let's see, Free Stack Auction Service uh, text line. Uh, Bob, you can help me with this. Uh, texter asks, whatever happened to Radio Rich? Uh, I lost track with Rich. I would see him uh, occasionally up at the 470 ball fields, and then I went a summer and I didn't see him. And I asked, and then when I started back here, I heard from him one time, but I don't think he was doing very well. I, as far as I know, he's still with us, but I don't think he's living on his own. That's, I I, I, that's what I believe. I could be wrong. Best I've heard, and most of it's from you, uh, is that he is a, he is around. Call us, Rich, if you're listening. Yeah, Rich, if you call us and, and say hello. Um, uh, he is around, but not particularly in the best health. I, I think that's that's what he's saying. Yes, and I always uh, was was fond of Rich. Uh, did Rich upset me a couple of times? He did, but I th always thought he was our ringleader. It, you know, as the callers, uh, he was the king, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I miss him. So if he's out there, I would like to hear from him again. It'd be nice to hear from him again. Uh, but uh, that's the best that I know, and Bob knows, and. Um, if, if someday along the way we learn more, we will pass it along. And, Rich, 304-232-8255, if you want to give us a call, 304-214-1600. Uh, We're happy to uh, hear from you. I, I never had a problem with Rich. A lot of people did because too many people just let him go on in his little flights of fancy, and I tried to keep him kind of controlled to what we were talking about on the show. But uh, He didn't like to be controlled, Howard. Across the I'm telling you, the first time I did an, a, one of the uh, big – broadcast uh, talk radio uh, 
gatherings in Washington, D.C., uh, long before you were even with me. We were, uh, 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 um, Clinton was in the White House. And we were gathering, just trying to get into the White House, just trying to get in, you know. Everybody's saying, yeah, well, hey, yeah, I'm from, uh, I'm from a KABC in Los Angeles. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm from, uh, you know, WVOY in Wheeling, West Virginia. Whoa, West Virginia. Half of the, the, the talk show hosts around the country all said, whoa, you know Radio Rich? Because he would call everybody all across the country. And, you know, I'm, I'm not speaking for Rich, but I think this is true. I don't think things were ever the same after George passed away. You know, him and George had, had a, a love-hate really good relationship where, you know, it was kind of like uh, Howard Cosell and Muhammad Ali. They just were really good for each other. So, again, if anybody knows Rich, encourage him to give us a call if he's, if he's able. If he's able. And uh, if anybody knows him and can share more info with us, um, that you, you know, happy to do that too. Um, we've come a long, long way here in the talk radio world, Bob, from the days of Radio Rich and the early days of what we were doing around here. Things have grown better and bigger in many ways, and uh, but a lot of the old timers, we've kind of a lost touch with, or b lost. And I think you have a lot to do with it, Howard. I think Wheeling and the Wheeling area was ahead of the game on talk radio again because we had the Morning Emperor, 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 Morning Emperor. Uh, with us uh, so you had been doing it a long time so that was nothing new when when the talk show uh, phase hit what was that, about 20 years ago 22 oh, years than that yeah well you know, when it really hit when, when it really hit was Rush Limbaugh and what really brought it high yeah the uh, the old Womp uh, Womp 1290 back in the old days I'm talking about in the 60s was one of the very first in the country to do news and talk programming uh, in small market like this, people were amazed that in a small market like Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, they were doing this kind of stuff, Pittsburgh even. Uh, but in a place like Bel Air, Ohio, Wheeling, West Virginia, unheard of. Uh, but the guy that first hired me, Bob Andre, God rest his soul now, uh, Bob was a newsman before he became a general manager, and he brought all news and all talk to the uh, radio station. Uh, and it was an amazing a thing that we did there, and uh, we had all news in the morning, and then we had uh, talk shows for much of the day. Uh, really something strange in an area like this. Uh, but talk radio, and I, I have been lucky, lucky enough to be, I was not part of the original, but I was like the second wave of talk show hosts up there. So there you go. Uh, anyways, if you ever know, uh, so things have changed a bit. That's all I can tell you. 9.15, quarter after the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. That's something you want to share? Well, so a, a caller suggested that maybe Rich didn't know that he was allowed back on because he had been maybe been well, banned from here. So <laughs> if, if you know Rich and everything's good with Rich, say, ah, we lifted the ban, at least temporarily. We'll see how things go. I never I never banned him. Uh, the station banned him. No, I think he called me since I've been back. It might have been when you were on vacation, not this past time, Howard, but the time before. Text line uh, back to politics. Having Jim Jordan as a neighbor, that's what um, Tom Scateri said. Tom said uh, – Jim Jordan, your neighbor. Having Jim Jordan as a neighbor in Ohio, uh, well, it could be worse, says the texter. You could have Israel for a neighbor. Well, I, 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 there you go. Um, text line is open, 304-214-1600, The illegal wrangling over this deer hunt at Ogilvy Park is continuing. Ten seconds of recap just so you know where we are. Ogilvy Park and the Wheeling Park Commission say that the park is overrun with deer. 
they have statistics to prove it based on a WVU Extension Service survey uh, from about uh, five years ago or so. Uh, it's multiple times the amount of deer in a square foot, square area that uh, then should be. The numbers I think were you should have 40 deer per average, and they have 221 something like that. It's just dramatically too high. The park wants to thin the herd with a bow hunt scheduled right now for November 6th to the 8th, but a group of residents filed a petition to prohibit that for a variety of reasons. The park responded last week saying that the 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 objection should be dismissed basically on procedural grounds. They weren't they didn't bring it against the right entities. They didn't follow proper procedure. It was a procedural thing. Then the uh, folks who were objecting came back and brought some other issues forward, including saying that Ogilvy is a public land and therefore uh, needs to adhere to some public regulations. The park says that um, Ogilvy Park is not public land. It is private land. It is land that was given to the city of Wheeling to be managed by the Wheeling Park Commission. And that it is private land, it's not public land. So that's where we stand right now. Um, the argument is if it is public land, then only the DNR can make the decision to have an urban deer hunt. And the petitioners claim that the DNR has not agreed to this just yet. So I, all I'm, I'm just, it's just, this is just more back and forth, back and forth on the legal petitions and so on. I want to keep you up to date on it. Um, it seems to me, again, there are some procedural things, some technical legal things that the park is claiming. I don't know enough about it to know. Did they bring it against the right entity? You know, the Ogilvy Foundation, the Ogilvy Park, I don't know. That's, that is definitely for a court to decide. The bigger question is, is Ogilvy Park public land or privately managed land, or is it some kind of a combination of both? And I don't know. What do you think, Bob? I think it's private. Go up there and pitch a tent and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, they can, They can. yeah, it, it is It is private. I think it is it essentially, it is open to the public, but it's private land. They have rules. Uh, you and I just can't grab our fishing poles and go fish uh, Shank Lake. No, 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 we can't do that. That's private property. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, it's, it's, it's open to the public. I'm not an attorney, so maybe I'm wrong on this. But it's open to the public. But I don't think it is public land in the in the sense that it's, other things. It's are. open to you and I for certain hours. Also, Howard, I mean, we can't be in there at midnight, one o'clock in the morning. It's it's public land. Whoever th who who listen, I, I'm I'm an idiot, but I know better than that. If you're educated and you think Ogilvy Park is uh, not public or, or or is public, no, somebody owns that. Let me tell you. Um, I can speak from experience on this from a long time ago. You try to be uh, in the park after dark when they tell you they're not supposed to be there. You're maybe, oh, I don't know, hanging out in a car or something, you know. They're going to tell you to go. <laughs> you can't just, you can't just. You should have said, Howard, or, or excuse me, sir, this is a public land. Is public I'm not land, going anywhere. I, yeah, and they would say, well, time for you to come with us, young man. So uh, so, so I speak from experience on that. Uh, it, it is not treated that way. It'll be interesting to see how this whole thing happens. I'm hearing more and more people who say they should have just had the deer hunt and not. Exactly. Not said anything about it ahead of time uh, or too far ahead of time. You know, on Tuesday, you should have said, hey, Saturday, these areas are going to be closed for a while. And then just 
And Howard, the only other thing they could have done is maybe figure out if they could scatter those deer every day. Every day, go down there and not let them come back in that area. You'd have to do that probably for every day for a week or maybe more. I don't know. I'm not an expert on that, where the deer finally said, we got to go somewhere else. I just, I just don't think that was ever going to happen. Well, I think, again, we've talked about this before. I think that after the fact, we can agree. I think the petitioners have a point. The park has allowed the deer to become tame and have allowed the deer to make this their home, and that probably has not been the best thing. Well, they messed up. But but it, it is what it is at this moment. And now the deer are not going to go somewhere else, you know, other because this it's home. I mean, <laughs> if if they were if it was a traditional situation, you would somehow herd them out and get them to some other location. I don't think it'll be that easy. If in this case, I don't want to make light of this. It would be like, you know, your cat going away from home and eventually they'd find their way back home again. I, I think, at least. Anyways, that wants you to know that. 921, 21 after the hour. Big Jim and Baby Dog go to Washington. That's the way the New York Times puts it. I'll share a bit of what they had to say coming up in a minute or two. Since 1987, Liberty Distributors has been one of the state's leading suppliers of quality commercial print paper, janitorial supplies, custom packaging, and shipping materials. Liberty has made customer focus and care the first rule of business. We also focus on being environmentally conscious by offering a complete and certified line of green products. Visit LibertyDistributors.com for a full view of our product catalog, now with our 20,000 products, training videos, and more. Liberty Distributors, serving the entire Ohio Valley for 30 years. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense. Or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. The NFL is in full swing. College football is underway. High school rivalries are back. And the boys of summer are still swinging their bats. It is a great time of the year to be talking sports, and we are giving you one more way to do it. The good old boys on sports with Baron Bob. Join Baron Bob Saturday mornings at 8 for sports coverage, conversation, and your calls. The good old boys on sports with Baron Bob, now part of the All Sports Saturday mornings, only on The Watchdog. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. 
Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, I felt like I was drunk. City lights stay out before us, and your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder. 925, 25 after the hour here, Watchdog Morning Show. It is not a surprise we're seeing so many stories on the national level about Jim Justice, Joe Manchin, and others. Um, the, continue, the national media continues to put the West Virginia Senate seat as one of the most likely to flip from Democrat to Republican. The, the uh, Hill uh, newspaper uh, has it number one. The five, top, the five seats most likely to flip, um, let me just run them back from Pennsylvania, Arizona, Hold on. Uh, Ohio, Montana, and then uh, top of the list is West Virginia with the possibility of Joe Manchin either not running uh, or running and losing to Jim Justice. New York Times did a profile piece of Jim Justice. Here's the sort of the, the big headline uh, under Big Jim and Baby Dog Go to Washington. Here's how the, the American public saw Jim Justice in the New York Times. The debt-ridden party flipping governor of struggling West Virginia is running for the Senate. Is D.C. ready for Jim Justice and his beloved bulldog? That's, that's, the, way they, that's the way they phrase it. Uh, they spent some time in the state and, um, and uh, went and watched a couple of J.J.'s events. Uh, they t they make a great deal about you know justice comes out and sits in his chair and then they bring out a special chair for baby dog and baby dog sits beside him and um, it's either folksy and cute or embarrassing I'm just not sure which it is on the national level for the state but uh, it's a lengthy piece in the New York Times that uh, I think I posted this on my Facebook page uh, New York Times normally behind the um, the uh, uh, paywall, but in this case, I think I put it up um, with a with a, a free one for you. So check it out. Big Jim and Baby Dog go to Washington is uh, the story there, uh, and the Associated Press has been running a big deal about uh, a feature they've done after having having come to the state last week. Uh, Joe Manchin considers an independent 2024 run and warns the party system could be the nation's downfall. Um, that's something we've been talking about a lot. I just want to point out to you that uh, th this this race is becoming more and more, uh, getting more and more attention on the national scene. And, I, man, I'll tell you, the debt-ridden, party-flipping governor of struggling West Virginia is running. Is D.C. ready for Jim Justice and his bulldog? That's the way that people are looking at it. Hey, we have been talking a lot about homelessness here in the city of Wheeling. There are big issues pending, including some discussion at council tonight. Uh, one of the issues that uh, has not yet been tackled, but I think ought to be, is panhandling in Montegalia County. They're working on that, and we'll talk about that with uh, Tom Bloom from the Montegalia County Commission coming up after a quick check of Ohio Valley headlines. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 17th. The jury has decided the fate of ex-Benwood Fire Chief Garson Taylor. 
Taylor was found not guilty of some of the charges against him, some of which were reckless endangerment with a firearm, strangulation, and battery. Taylor was convicted of displaying a firearm, escaping from police, and hindering an officer. Taylor's sentencing is scheduled in the judge's chambers on Tuesday, November 7th. And all new, a domestic dispute early on Monday morning sent two men and a woman to the hospital. Belair Police Chief Watson says his department got calls about a shooting in the area of 41st and Noble Streets. Police arrived and found out that one man was supposedly assaulted by another man and hit with an axe. Police say the man then allegedly shot the attacker in self-defense. They say 47-year-old Michael Hummel of New Philadelphia was hospitalized with injuries from the alleged assault. They also say Joseph James was hospitalized with a bullet wound and a woman from Bel Air was also hospitalized. And staying in Belmont County, police have arrested a local man who is now in jail and accused of several drug crimes. They say they discovered a large quantity of crack cocaine when they arrested Sean Demetrius Mims, a resident of Bridgeport. Police say Mims was in possession of a bulk amount of crack cocaine, cash, and detailed narcotic sale transaction logs. Mims is currently in the Belmont County Jail. And there is a mandatory evacuation in Guernsey County for a half mile radius from the intersection of Pioneer Road and Brick Church due to a gas leak. The notice was issued Monday night on the Guernsey County Sheriff's Office Facebook page. Stay with 7 News as we work to find out more details about this incident. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's health care demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes, offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff, providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services, and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine.
me Why not take all of me Can't you see that I'm no good without you Bumper music today, performers and their instruments uh, And that's what uh, we're working on Willie and Trigger What's that? I said that's Willie and Trigger Willie Trigger's and Tr- the name of his guitar Oh, okay, all right, all right. I, I did not know that Okay uh, I, Trigger is Willie Nelson's guitar? Yes, it is. I did not know that. Yes. I'm a big Willie Nelson fan. How did I not know that? I don't know, Howard. Uh, okay, I've learned something today. I think there's a story behind it, too. I think he rushed into, like, a fire. One of his homes caught on fire, and he, he ran in there, and I, he saved Trigger. How about that? All right. Uh, 9.32, 28 to the hour here at Watchdog Morning Show. The uh, issue of homelessness has become a big one here in the city of Wheeling. It's been kind of simmering for a while now. It's beginning to boil over uh, a lot of uh, argument and debate, discussion about it at Wheeling City Council. Tonight, council will hear first reading on an anti-camping ordinance. It is a uh, similar ordinance to one already passed in Parkersburg, preventing the homeless and anybody else from sleeping out at night on public property. Uh, that uh, will be introduced tonight. I haven't done a, a check yet on uh, I haven't a nose check to see whether that's going to pass or not, but it'll be introduced tonight. The ACLU has sent a letter to the city uh, calling it unconstitutional. Of course, uh, yeah. That's not a giant surprise, but that's going to happen. And there's another issue that we have not really delved into in recent weeks, and that's the issue of panhandling. Panhandling is a sort of a different aspect of the whole homeless issue. But down in Monongahela County, they are indeed talking about that, panhandling and how to control it. And one of the things Mayor Elliott had told us not long ago was that under court orders, there's just not a whole lot of way to, to control panhandling. But in the Morgantown area there uh, in Mon County, they've, they've come up with an idea. I invited uh, Tom Bloom, the Mon- Montague County Commission president, to join us to talk about that. Good morning. I appreciate your time today. Thanks very much. Uh, good morning. So tell me, uh, is, let me begin with the question, is panhandling a problem in, in the area down there? I believe not only in the state, but nationwide. This has become an epidemic problem. Um, but your mayor was correct. You can't, by law, legislate panhandling. So what we did was we had a group of all the city council members, the police department, come together in the summer, and we we had to come up with an idea of what is it that the panhandling is causing. And one of the areas that we were able to all agree to was in the roadway and the median. So it took about six months to write this ordinance. We've gone through two readings and a public hearing, and it's a very simple ordinance. It deals with pedestrian safety and vehicle safety, and it promotes the free flow of traffic while promoting the safety and welfare of the pedestrians. So it really, it may be intended to deal with panhandling, but it really is not legally targeted at panhandlers. It is targeted at, at keeping the streets and the, and the sidewalks safe, right? That's exactly right. And, and what has happened is we're starting to have numerous problems. And in being in Morgantown, where the university's at, we started to get inundated with calls from parents and WVU officials saying that their students were coming up to a light and then being, yeah. you know, confronted by these individuals. And when we reviewed it, there's a thing called that the Supreme Court ruled a captive audience doctrine. In English, it means you can't stay at the light and someone can come up to you and start harassing you or asking you things, and you have no way of getting away from it. 
And that is why what we did was it's a it's a simple safety issue. It's distracting drivers. We have homecoming coming up where people don't know the roads. There's, there are obstacles when they're standing in front. And it's a safety issue. To me, it's a very common sense issue. Here in, in Wheeling, panhandling used to occur at a couple of key locations, uh, the exit ramps of I-70 out in our the Perkins area in Woodsdale and Fulton. Everybody knows we see the folks there with their signs up. And your point about being a captive audience is a good point. When you're coming down that ramp and you see, you, you try and time yourself so you don't get stuck at the light. Right, right. You know, I mean, that's a terrible thing to say. And, and I'm a big supporter. Listen, I'm a supporter of helping the homeless, but I'm not sure this is the way I want to do it. Uh, well, so you time yourself to try and get through the light or or slow down and hopefully you're, you're back far enough so you're not right next to somebody who's looking in the window and going, give me some money. But our problem has been, uh, Tom, it, it has grown. It's not just the key locations it used to be for a couple of years. We see it now on the street corners on Wheeling Island, in the Elm Grove section of Wheeling where I live. There are panhandlers uh, in numerous locations, uh, and I'm sure pretty much everywhere else. It's simply they've expanded into all areas of the, of the city. And, and you make a great point, and that is why this ordinance is very specific. It, it clearly explains what a median is. It explains about um, we also consider speed limits conditions in the area and traffic volumes. And you're right. We cannot control panhandling on the streets, but you can in the middle of the street, and it's a traffic and safety issue. And I, I agree with you. And here's the other thing that we've done, and I know Wheeling probably does the same thing. We in Montague County give $1 million to nonprofits. We have Hazel's House of Hope that has all these different programs yeah. to help these individuals. The problem is... And you mentioned it. You have several groups that have contacted me, actually threatened me, <laughs> and said you're, you're going against these individuals. And my concern is they're almost like cheerleaders on the sidelines enabling it and not really sitting down. And this is what I said on Hoppy's show. I've never had one of these individuals sit down in the last 12 years, meet with us to talk about how can we help the individuals. And, and that's what's very frustrating. And I want it very clear. I'm a liberal Democrat. I'm also a realist. And this is a safety issue, and we want to offer help. One of the other things we're going to do is the police and other individuals will have cards, and it'll have 211. It'll have places in Mon yeah. County where they can go for help. So we're trying to offer programs for those individuals. And let me get one more thing clear to your to your citizens who are listening. The majority of the people we have now been working with in Mon County on the roadways are not homeless. I want that real clear. You mean the people who Many are panhandling? Many of them the, are not homeless. The people who are panhandling. Correct. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that is one of my great concerns, too. Uh, let, me, let me, so we know each other. I, I, too, am a very liberal Democrat, very progressive Democrat. <laughs> One of my great concerns in all the discussion about homelessness here that we're having right now in the city of Wheeling is that we don't lose uh, track of the fact that we must help those who are truly homeless. It is important exactly. that we do that. But the reality is the city of Wheeling, not the city of Wheeling per se, but in the city of Wheeling, there are dozens of agencies that provide a variety of services. And my sense is, and in some cases my knowledge is, that some of these people that are uh, with their cardboard signs on the side of the road in front of Perkins uh, and elsewhere are not actually homeless. 
uh, or if they are, they're an organized homeless group that's just trying to uh, get money. They're not really looking for food. And one way you know that, and again, I know this sounds like I'm being a, a cruel, you know, anti-homeless guy. I'm not. One way you know that, Tom, is uh, if you ever stop and say, uh, listen, I'm not going to put any money in there, but would you like to go uh, uh, get a sandwich? Or you say you'll work for food, would you like to come cut my grass? You, you, you don't, you'll never get a yes response to those things. And unfortunately, again, we're talking about you know homeless and panhandling, but what we made sure of, and this is what we've told the ACLU, this is an ordinance that is safety and public safety. It's common sense. You know, it's a distraction in the middle of the road. And as I talked to one of the individuals who was yelling at me, I said, do you have children? They said, yes. I said, will you have your child play in the middle of the median? And the answer was, hell no, it's dangerous. Right. And there is my response. Now, have you run? I'm sure the answer is yes. You have run this past your legal counsel to feel that this will meet. Three separate legal firms, yes. So, because and, again, it's it's yeah. hard anti pan for lack of a better phrase, anti panhandling legislation can be very difficult under the Supreme Court ruling. So you have to. And be this very is careful. not a panhandling ordinance. All right, it is a safe. No, no. Of course, they say it is. It came out of it, but what it is is a safety issue, which the Supreme Court. And I've talked to several places. And here's the mind blower that I'm going to tell you in our review. We found that Berkeley County has an ordinance you can look up promoting the health, safety, and welfare of pedestrians since February 2017, and it's been working fine. Has it been challenged, do you know, legally? Nope, not in six years. That's Well, that, that says a lot. So the, that, um, That's right, yeah. Now, this would affect everybody, though. Um, look, there are others very legitimate uh, agencies that operate under the auspices of the city, like the police or fire department. They do the, you know, what do they call that, Bob uh, Slider? The, the boot, give, boot, the boot campaign, give the, you know, put money in the boot. Oh, this was we made it very clear, Howard, that it is everyone. So that means the volunteer fire departments, the police, the Girl Scouts, the high school teams. That's why it will be legal, because it treats everyone equitably and it meets the standards of what the Supreme Court have ruled. And I want to go back to something you started to say, and I think I interrupted you. So you're going to arm your arms a bad phrase. You are going <laughs> to you're going to provide your police with information about homeless assistance. So if they stop someone who is panhandling in the street and is in violation of this ordinance, if it passes, uh, you, they will say, "Hey, listen, you can't be here," but here's what you can do if you need help. Is that correct? Exactly. It's an alternative. And that's why we changed the uh, actual penalties to just a minor written warning. And here's the other thing. We'll get their name and provide that to the nonprofit groups who will then go out and work with these individuals. So it's not a punishment. It's trying to solve some of these bigger problems so people can help themselves. But at the same time, it stops a, a major safety problem. And this week we've had two people who've fallen down in the road and rolled under a car. Oh. Fortunately, they didn't get run over. But that's what's happened. Well, again, I've been saying for quite some time now that, that we have multiple with the homeless situation and we have a, a big issue here in Wheeling. 
yes. th there are multiple problems, different problems, therefore they require different kinds of solutions. There is the problem of simply too many people in some of these uh, camps that we have around town are committing crimes. I keep referring on the air. There's one camp in East Wheeling where there's a guy who was wandering around with a machete for days. You can't allow that. We've got to crack down from a legal point of view, people committing crimes, uh, violent crimes, threats of violent crimes, uh, crimes against people. There's a legal issue you've got to deal with there. That's got to be number one. Uh, number two, as I said earlier, I, I, I am a caring, compassionate person. I want to be able to provide assistance for those who are homeless. And we've got to keep that in mind at all times. I'm not one of these ones who says, put them on a bus and get them out of town. I don't want to do that either. <laughs> and then the third issue, and it's a separate issue, I'm, but that's why I want to talk to you about this. The, the third issue is panhandling. Now, uh, in general, panhandling is more of an irritant than I would call it a public safety issue, but it's a real serious irritant. So if there's a way to drop down on that, I think it, uh, it makes sense. And I, I like what you guys are doing because it, it seems to cover all the bases, seems to be legal. And what's critical, Tom, is what you do have. There has to be follow-through. If, exactly. if all we do is say, get out of here, get out of here, you're not allowed to be here, they'll scurry back down underneath the bridge where mm -hmm. their camps are until there's nobody around, they'll come back out again. You have to have a follow-through. Howard, I wish I could take you around with me because you and I are in total agreement. And please understand, I was a guidance counselor for 34 years. I've developed the Youth Services Center. I've been involved for 25 years in the homeless. One of the things you said is correct. We have now exposed a group of individuals that are coming from the Pittsburgh area in a van, and every two hours they admit it to us. They do a shift. Yeah. They, they, it's so, a shift change. Yeah, exactly. It's a shift change. Now, that's why we're only going for it in the roads. And other, for those people who say, well, it, arrest them. You can't. We're, it, we're not a police state. We we can't do that. And panhandling isn't illegal. Right. But standing in the middle of the median and becoming a distraction, if we get them out of there and offer services, it's a start. And you're right. There's so you you said it perfectly. There's a multitude of problems and concerns. Let's start with one that we can deal with. Now, the ACLU, and I'm not anti-ACLU. I, I used to be a card-carrying member of the ACLU. I am not anymore for a variety of reasons. But um, the ACLU, as I mentioned, has uh, sent a letter already to Wheeling on this public camping issue that's coming up to council tonight. Uh, have you heard complaints from the ACLU about your ordinance? Oh, yeah. In fact, at the, second, at the first public hearing, they spoke um, specifically that we were discriminating and so on. I just heard from the Mountain State Justice. They wanted to know our rules and procedures. And, and the bottom line is I wish they would come and walk and talk with us and meet with us, not just say all or nothing, because that does not help the individuals who are in need. And I think I think they've really lost sight of it. And, and again, I, this is what gets me in trouble. I'm very honest. I believe they've become like a cheerleader on the sidelines, say, oh, look, we represent them. Now give us more money. But they really don't care about the issue. Uh, Tom, you have uh, a final vote on this to do. The, uh, is that correct? Yeah. What will happen is ne not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, we'll have yeah, an order to replace the one we have currently ordinance and put another one in. And that's what we'll be doing in roughly eight days. And you have the support of the commission to do that. Well, what's real interesting, and I've made it very clear, we don't discuss it because we don't. We come before. I'm, I hope. And believe that I have the support, 
We've gone for six months, and, and we'd like to try something. And I believe it's very specific. It's safety-specific. It meets all the guidelines of the Supreme Court. And the irony is it's been working for seven years in Berkeley County. Tom, I appreciate your time today. I may touch base with you again as this goes on. Anytime. See how, see how it's working for you. Thank you for joining me today, uh, especially on short notice. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Okay. You have a great day. All right. You too. Tom Bloom is the uh, Monongalia County Commission president. Um, it's a clever way, I think, Bob. You know, we know, we've heard from the mayor and elsewhere, that panhandling is protected as an act by the Supreme Court. But you can regulate the actions of panhandlers if you do it in a non-discriminatory way. I think they've hit on a pretty good solution there. That uh, nice little uh, notebook that Rick Healy brought in, I'm using that now to, to make notes uh, through the week, Howard. And uh, what a terrific guest uh, he was. I mean, he was terrific. He was well-spoken. And that's an issue that's hitting us right between the eyes right here. And they're dealing with it a little bit before this. So uh, what a great guest uh, Mr. Bloom was. Yeah, two, two things I liked a lot. Number one is it is non-discriminatory. Yes, it's going to mean that the volunteer firemen can't have the boot out there, right? And I, That's I'm a, a problem, but I'm gonna they'll real, figure it out. I'm going to be real honest with you. I've never liked that. I've always been a little irritated that, that they can stand in the middle of the road and block traffic. But and, I'm sure it's a big fundraiser, though, Howard. It, it is. I understand that. But So it's non-discriminatory. So it's not just against panhandlers. It's non-discriminatory. And I really like their new follow-through. You know, it's not just, uh, it, hopefully, police won't say, you can't be here. Get out of here. But rather, they'll give them some information. Say, listen, you, you want to take you somewhere? Can we help you? Here's where you can get assistance. They may not take the assistance, especially if they're the scammer almost, but uh, panhandlers. But that's follow through is important. So I, I think they're. I think it's a. It's a really well thought out idea. When I was a young ball player in Elm Grove, Howard, we had what they called tag day. Yes. And we would put our uniforms on, and they would take us out to different locations, stores, yeah. and we would stand there with a with a jar, basically panhandling, asking people to help us out and give us money. So I guess I've been a panhandler yeah, before. But, in, but, but those cases, at least all that I have ever been involved in or seen, have always been on essentially private property, and that's with permission. Which and is, the store owner allows you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they can tell you, get, get out of here, yeah, kid. You, what the hell you are you doing not, here? You couldn't do tag day if... You didn't have permission. I mean, uh, Joe's Bar and Grill said you can't be there. Exactly. Um, so, uh, again, I... Can you think of any others that are at the, the traffic stops be, be, besides the, the firemen who do firemen really well? Of, yeah. no, we can't think of anybody else that, that takes advantage of that? And, and, and I'm going to be honest. I know, you, I know it's a big uh, fundraiser, but I've always grumbled a bit about that because it just always seems to me that they do... I mean, it is a traffic issue. I don't, I don't want to be standing in the middle of the road. So the boot... You know, I'd rather I'd be happy to write a check, happy to give them money, but I, the, the the standing in the road kind of bothers me. I like this idea they're doing in Mon County. Do we need a quick break? We do. Mr. Westfall is waiting patiently. Then let's take care of some business. We'll get to him. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over ten thousand reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. I'm not buying till I checked on Most of us are faced with uncertainty every day. Your job, your finances, sporting events, schooling for your children, and so much more. With so much uncertainty surrounding you, there 
There's one auto dealership that you can be certain about, and that's Doan Ford. You can be certain that you always get a great deal and the best service afterwards. Being in business for over 50 years has given Doan Ford the reputation of being a strong, reliable dealership. Be certain. Choose Doan Ford. Online at DoanFord.com. When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Another turning point of fork stuck in the road. Love this song. Time grabs you by the rest, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. It, of course, was the concluding song for the final episode. Well, not the final, the next to final episode of Seinfeld. Uh, and it was a perfect one. I hope you had the time of your life. You know, what a great, what, I love, I just love this song, Green Day. Uh, six till the hour. Uh, we cut poor Bob Westfall short yesterday because I was in such a, I, I ran long with Bob Heron. So let's give Bob a little extra time to chat this morning. Bob Westfall is here from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. How are you? I'm good. It's been a good morning here on the radio show. I haven't had coffee yet, which is a concern to me. I forgot my coffee at home and didn't make any here, so I've been saturating myself uh, with water but that's okay I'm, I'm all right i can live without coffee i am not a coffee drinker don't like the taste never have see you're not a co- bob's not a coffee drinker bob you've never tasted bob slider you never never, you've never, never once you never had coffee no I'm, i i i used to drink a lot i drink a cup generally in the morning and maybe yesterday i had a cup at lunch but uh, i always have one to get me going in the morning and i forgot it today but that's all right so i'm, I'm moving along i'm moving along yeah, I'm not uh, not a coffee drinker. I tried it once. I even tried uh, like a latte. Figured if it had chocolate or something, maybe it had, I'm just uh, right, just right. a little bitter for me. Yeah, I so passed. Uh, yeah, hey, to, to each his own. Although, you know, I watch some of these TV shows where people drink coffee, well, like NCIS, where Gibbs would drink like six cups of coffee a day, and they all, they always would be the rich Starbucks type coffee. I can't take that too strong a stuff, you know. I. I don't want mine quite watered down. I don't mean that, but I I, I want it kind of mild, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, yeah. Don't don't Do you drink tea? give me a tea. Yeah, I love tea. Earl Grey, 
stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, never been a coffee drinker. My daughter-in-law just came back from Europe and is there again. Uh, she came back from Europe a week ago, and she brought Nancy and I a nice box, of, a box set of tea from the Twinings Company store in London. Uh, just all different That's kinds nice. of tea. Yeah, it was really nice. We've been really enjoying a nice cup of hot tea in the evening. It's, 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 it's really good. Um, She's back over in Europe again this week. Maybe I'll get something new and better this time. I love it. I love it when she goes to Europe because she brings me gifts back. That's <laughs> always good. Yeah, there you go. What um, What are you working on today? What's uh, What's happening? All right. Got a few things going on today. We're going to talk to a couple of students from Franciscan University. We're part oh, yes. of a group of 38 students uh, that were evacuated from uh, Israel uh, over the uh, course of the Hamas uh, terrorist attack. Uh, we're going to talk to those students uh, this afternoon to find out what they saw, um, what kind of situation were they in, things like that. Wow. Um, so we're going to talk to those uh, two different students, uh, part of the group. Uh, it was, actually wasn't a school-sanctioned event. It just so happened that they all signed up for, for an event uh, in Israel uh, pretty much at the same time. Uh, so we're going to talk to them about uh, what, what they saw and what the situation was. Um, so that uh, that's going to be Annalisa. Annalisa is going to work on that story today. Uh, also going to, to uh, do a little preview of Violins of Hope. Uh, it's a violins, the, the musical interest. I really love this story. I think it's a great uh, story. Symphony's, yeah, the symphony's going to play on the 19th, and they are going to use uh, violins and uh, string instruments that were uh, reclaimed and repaired uh, that survived the Holocaust. Um, I just think that's a great, especially in this day and age uh, with everything that's going on, I think that's a great story. Uh, they are down at John Marshall High School this morning, um, so we're going to talk to a few people, talk to some students about what they're thinking uh, when they see, uh, and basically they are relics, relics from a totally different time, uh, uh, almost 70 years now, almost 75 years now. So anyway, we're going to uh, touch on that today. Bridgeport Schools had a big presser this morning, and I'm still waiting to hear what it's about. Uh, it's supposed to be a special announcement. Uh, it, it deals with worldwide recognition for the elementary school program. So that's kind of cool, local school district worldwide. Uh, being recognized. That's what their press release says, okay. worldwide recognition for the elementary school program. Uh, I just texted DK to see if she had anything on that yet, uh, but I have not gotten anything back. Of course, she... <laughs> Until I talked to Howard, nope, still nothing. <laughs> nope, still nothing. All right, so we got that. Uh, Taylor Long is working on talking to uh, uh, New Steubenville PD Chief um, uh, Ken Anderson, uh, talking about their policies, uh, things like that, about uh, certification for their officers and things like that. Um, so you're really trying to step that up for the Steubenville Police Department. Um, I, and I'm sure you remember the days back when uh, uh, it seemed like the PD was in trouble all the time. Yeah. Uh, federally, the, the federal feds came in and took over the system. Uh, so this new chief is uh, trying to maybe gear up and maybe uh, uh, see what else he can make a difference on. So we've got that today. And, uh, of course, uh, Wheeling Council meets tonight. One of the things on the agenda is an ordinance to ban urban camping in Wheeling. So uh, I've got that on the agenda. And, of course, the homeless situation, which they've extended until the uh, free shelter opens. That's a continuing ongoing event. And then, of course, Ziegenfelders is having their Halloween event uh, back here on uh, 18th Street uh, called Books and Booze. Excuse me? B-O-O-S. Oh, booze. I get it. Okay. <laughs> 
Howard. All right. I was hey, Bob, sorry. slap him upside the back of the head. I'm going to, Bob. <laughs> All right, thank you. So anyway, that's tonight. That's kind of cool. That goes uh, 430, uh, 4.30 to 6, I think. Um, so we're going to go over and check that out. So a little bit of everything. Uh, Weather is kind of drizzly and dreary, and, you know, it is fall. So it I guess we've got to kind of accept that. Check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30 is the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com and on the Storm Tracker 7 app or the news app on your phone so you uh, get news first right in your pocket. Bob, we'll talk to you. No, tomorrow's day we don't talk. I'll talk to you again on Thursday. All right, guys. Take it easy. Bob Slider, got to say sayonara. See you. Bye-bye. Farewell. Got to go. Got to get out of here. ABC News is already in progress. And then Hoppy's here. But in the end is right. I hope you had the